Hello, my little sugar cubes. Welcome to the Fitness Manifest Podcast. If you don't got a clue on what to do, let Teresa enlighten you. Side effects might include motivation, empowerment, giggles, enlightenment, inspiration. My name is Teresa Sedeno. I'm a personal trainer, and I'm going to help you manifest a healthier life. Throughout this diet mini-series, I've been giving you an objective analysis of a diet's rulebook while emphasizing the importance of having an exit plan. My goal is to give you an understanding of the benefits and downfalls so that you can decide if the diet will work for you. In this next episode, I'll be highlighting the paleo diet. The paleo diet was coined in 2010 with a book from Dr. Lauren Cordain a professor at Colorado State University specializing in nutrition and exercise physiology. He was on the search for the optimal human diet, and the answer was the paleo diet. It is modeled after our ancestors from the Paleolithic era, between 2.5 million years ago up to 10,000 years ago. Our ancestors would have eaten lean meats, fish, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Any foods through farming such as grains, legumes, and dairy products are excluded. So if you can't hunt it or gather it off a wild plant, you can't eat it. A day eating paleo style would look like this. You'd begin your day with broiled salmon and cantaloupe, followed by broiled pork loin with a salad, and finally sirloin, steamed broccoli, and a salad. Alongside your meal, you could drink water, tea, fruit juice, or coffee. For a detailed list of what you can and cannot eat, check out my blog article. The link is in the description below. Now that you have an understanding of what the paleo diet is, you might wonder why would anyone want to eat like that? The answer lies in our genes. Cordain and followers of paleo believe our modern diet is incompatible with our genetics, and that the proof is in the skyrocketing rates of obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. They believe our bodies are not adapted to consume trans fats, grains, processed sugars, high levels of salt, or dairy. The solution is to revert to a diet that our bodies can process, i.e. the paleo diet. Besides reconnecting with the great-great-grandmother of your great-great-grandmother, the paleo diet insists it can lower your triglycerides and keep you feeling full for longer while improving your blood pressure and glucose tolerance. However, no long-term studies have been conducted on the effects of the paleo diet. The greatest benefit I see is the emphasis of veggies. Vegetables are low-calorie and full of vitamins and minerals. Veggies are also full of fiber. What's so special about fiber? Well, fiber is a type of carbohydrate that our body is unable to digest. I talked about fiber in episode 15, and while last time I emphasized that fiber has no calories, This time I want to highlight how it helps our digestive system. Fiber gives our stool structure. I know, I know, poop is gross and no one wants to talk about it. But it's vital to pay attention to the quality of it. 
Without fiber, we'd be facing our own Willy Wonka's Chocolate River or clogged Hoover Dam. Yuck. The other benefit is lower inflammation in the digestive tract. According to Cordain and the studies he references, gluten creates a chain reaction within your digestive system that causes an immune response and inflammation. Normally, this chain reaction is harmless unless you are predisposed to a leaky gut, celiac disease, diabetes, or gluten intolerance. For this group, the paleo diet can give some relief in symptoms. That said, make sure to consult your doctor before starting paleo and keep in mind some of the setbacks I'll talk about. Unless you find relief eating this way, any diet that restricts foods can lead to dysfunctional eating. Dysfunctional eating is classified as disturbed eating habits, which can manifest through restrictive dieting, compulsive eating, or skipping meals. One of the biggest downfalls of the paleo diet is the lack of solid research that our bodies are better off without grains. Secondly, it's unfortunate that grains and legumes are not included in the list of foods you can eat. Not only do they contain fiber, but they also create variety in your diet. Lastly, this high-protein and fiber diet is more expensive than a well-balanced diet because meat is more costly than grains and legumes. Whatever your reason may be for starting the paleo diet, you need to create an exit strategy. An exit strategy is designed by taking the sustainable characteristics of a diet while replacing the unsustainable ones. For example, paleo encourages you to eat lots of fruits and vegetables and a variety of proteins. This is fantastic, but if your body is not performing well without grains, slowly reintroduce them to your meals. The goal here is not to throw in the towel and go back to eating processed foods, but to find a balance between the extremes of a restrictive diet and a sustainable meal plan. Let go of the idea that you need to fit a diet and transition to the idea that your diet needs to fit your current stage of change. For more information on a well-balanced diet, check out the Precision Nutrition link below. All right, let's wrap this episode up with the manifest challenge. For this episode, I challenge you to keep a one-week journal of how your meals make you feel. Maybe you'll find that cheese gives you phlegm or cauliflower transforms you into a fart can. Whatever it is, keep track of it. After completing this activity, you should have a better understanding of how you react to foods. Message me on Instagram your thoughts on paleo or if you have questions regarding the manifest challenge. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fitness Manifest podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Sedeno. Until next time. Side effects might include motivation, empowerment, giggles, enlightenment, inspiration. Boop, boop.